0: Joining us now to help us have a better understanding of the disease and what we are facing is Dr. Paul Christo. Dr. Christo is author of the book, Aches and Gains, and thank you for joining us. Um, Doctor, what do we know so far about this disease? We say it's polio-like, but it's not really the polio virus, right?
1: That's right. I mean, the good news is this less than one out of one million people under the age of 18 will be affected. I mean, that's the good news. So, rest assured, it's pretty rare, even though we're seeing a spike in the number of cases this year. And the bad news, of course, is that if it does affect a child, it's pretty severe. I mean, we're talking about, you know, acute flaccid. Flaccid means complete paralysis of the arms or the legs.
0: How how does it happen? What are the symptoms?
1: Well, what you want to look out for is well it can happen actually quite quickly uh, in the form of hours or even several days and what you're going to see is your child uh, progressively getting weaker so look out for balance problems or problems ambulating or weakness in the arms the legs that's new in onset things that have not occurred before that's basically what what you want to look out for here
0: what could be the origin of afm what's causing it as as far as scientists, t- scientists know at this point?
1: Well, unfortunately, we don't know quite a lot yet. The CDC has not discovered what the pathogen is, and they've examined the spinal fluid of patients with this particular disease process. They've examined the urine, the stool, the blood. We just don't know yet. But what we do know is when we talk about myelitis, first of all, we're talking about an inflammation of the spinal cord. The spinal cord consists of axons which are like wires as well as the sheath surrounding it which is the insulation. So the myelitis or the inflammation can attack inside the cord itself or the sheath surrounding it leading to well in this case primarily motor symptoms but it can also lead to sensory symptoms like burning or numbness or pain.
0: Is there so any the common cause could Yeah, go on. The
1: the cause could be Numerous, frankly. It could be virus, it could be a bacteria, it could be parasites, or even mold. And that's what the CDC is trying to examine right now.
0: Is there any common denominator between the cases that have been reported so far, um, the children that were infected by this uh, virus? Anything that comes to mind, stands out to you?
1: Well, a lot of these patients, kids, frankly, have some type of upper respiratory tract infection, like a cold or a bronchitis or a pneumonia. And that often is a result of a virus, which makes me believe that it's probably viral. But I would say this, you know, kids love to play outside, and we're talking about that age range, four, five, six, seven. I mean, my kids, for example, you know, were everywhere. They were in the lawn, they were on rope swings, they were, you know, in trees. So if kids come back, right, to the house after, playing outside, do a tick check. We don't know that this is a tick-borne illness, but it Mm -hmm. might be. So check your child for ticks, for example, because if you find one, save it, and then it can be analyzed.
0: So what is exactly your advice for parents probably watching us right now, our conversation, very concerned?
1: Naturally, I would say this. Make sure that you're aware of any new onset weakness in the arms, the legs, the walking patterns of your child. That's number one. Number two, this is an easy step. Make sure that your child washes his or her hands before eating anything. And then number three, before your child goes out to play, outside for example, apply an insect repellent. Because if this is tick-borne or mosquito-borne, it'll reduce the risk of transmission.
0: Mm -hmm. And I have one more question about the children. Do you know if the ones that were infected by it were Vaccined? is it related in any sort of way? We know there's no treatment yet, but where are, how far are we from getting a vaccine to this? Or were they vaccined in any kind of way?
1: I think the kids that have contracted this have been vaccinated, but then they've discovered that other kids who've contracted this have not been vaccinated. So it's not clear that it's vaccine related at all yet.
0: We've been hearing uh, so much about this uh, mysterious disease in recent weeks, just if you can explain how rare is it in practice?
1: Well, boy, really rare. I mean, we're talking less than one in one million people age under 18, so it's, it's pretty rare. I mean, myelitis in general is rare, and it's, what we're talking about here, acute flaccid myelitis, is even rarer than that. But the good news is this, if your child does contract this, that most kids are moving forward with treatment, and the treatment consists of a lot of physical therapy and occupational therapy to basically renew the connections between the nerves and the muscles of the body.
0: All right, Dr. Paul Christo, thank you for your time in delivering all this uh, information.